It's January 13th, 2023, and welcome to episode 169 of Fault Lines, the National Security Institute's podcast that gets you quickly up to speed three times a week on the national security and foreign policy debates shaking up America. I'm Lester Munson, Senior Fellow at NSI, and I'll be talking today with Jamil Jaffer, NSI's Founder and Executive Director, and Jessica Jones, the Deputy uh, Executive Director. On Sunday, thousands of supporters of former Brazilian President Jair Bolsonaro stormed government buildings in the capital of Brasilia, occupying them for hours. People immediately drew comparisons to the January 6th, 2021 storming of the U.S. Capitol buildings by supporters of former President Donald Trump. There are some real similarities between these events. Both acts of insurrection were instigated by false claims of a stolen election, and both insurrections targeted the legitimacy of the current government. Oddly, both Jair Bolsonaro and Donald Trump are in Florida at this moment. After that, however, the comparison is not so accurate. For one thing, former President Bolsonaro, while he did predict that the election would be rigged, did not actually encourage his supporters to engage in an insurrection. In fact, he called the violence of some of his supporters terrorism. Donald Trump, of course, actively encouraged much of the behavior seen by his supporters on January 6, 2021, and has never condemned any of their actions. Brazil has a long history of difficult politics. A military coup in 1964 led to a dictatorship in that country that lasted for 21 years. The current president of Brazil, Luiz Inácio Lula da Silva, known as Lula, is also a former president and was convicted of corruption and money laundering. He did time in prison, although his convictions were later annulled. His handpicked successor, Dilma Rousseff, was impeached and removed from office. Meanwhile, military coups recently have been legion on the continent of Africa, in West Africa and the Sahel, and the Sahel in particular, and no one in Washington much notices. Brazil is a significant nation for U.S. interests, with the second biggest population in the Americas, 220 million people, massive rainforests, and a growing economy, the eighth largest in the world, with links to China. In fact, China is a bigger trading partner of Brazil than the United States is. So what we're seeing here are a bunch of Americans projecting their politics onto a crisis situation in a neighboring country of great significance and and only being able to see the events in Brazil through the lens of our of our own reality. Jaffer, this bothers me. Uh, I don't like it when we project our our situation onto what's really happening in the world and kind of look at it through this in this very limited way. I'm worried that we're going to miss what's really happening in Brazil in a country that's important to us, where some of our interests are at risk, and we're going to misplay this situation in the next few years. What do you think? Look, I hear you. I, t- I actually I actually agree with a lot of what you said, but I will say, look, there are a lot of similarities to January 6th. You know, I mean, the their 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 Congress was ransacked. They I mean, these guys were even better. I mean, they went, they got the Supreme Court, they got the presidential palace, they apparently put holes in, in, a, in a pretty famous painting. I mean, these these protesters or, or insurrectionists or coup plotters or whatever you want to call them were not messing around. And this idea somehow that Jair Bolsonaro didn't have anything to do with it, his hands were clean just because he's hanging around some hospital in Florida seems, uh, you know, a bridge too far to really believe less. I mean, this idea somehow that he had nothing to do with it. I mean, come on. right? At least the supporters around him were part of this effort um, and the, the folks that are remaining still back there in Brazil. But that being said, I do agree with you that, you know, Brazil's long history of coups and 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 and, and both military and otherwise uh, demonstrate that it is a very different scenario than the United States. But what it should be is a lesson to Americans who look at what happened in Brazil and say, God, look at that chaos. 
to realize, hey, we had the beginnings of that here just a few months back. Let's not try to repeat uh, that train wreck. So I think that the it's not unfair to compare them. I agree, though, you're right. You know, putting our own vision on them is not the right thing to do. Brazil has a history here. Um, and it's actually, you know, the fact that Lula remains in power today uh, demonstrates that, that you know, Brazil um, was able to at least successfully get to the other side of at least these protests. Who knows how long that'll last, though? Jess, what do you think? I think, you know, I'm along the same lines as both of you guys in a way. I think it's, you know, you don't want to make a total comparison and lose sight of this is its own country, its own, you know, narrative, its own history and the fact pattern there so that you can make smart U.S. policy and reactions. But to Jamil's point, there are so, sim- so many similarities. And you also don't want to lose sight of you know, watching, you know, whether it's far right or populist movements across the world, when there's discontent, whether it's economics, you know, changing social norms. And there seems to be, you know, there's a small group of world leaders, right? And whether you like it or not, the U.S. president is kind of the ringleader, the father of the family. And if you have the former, you know, former President Trump, you know, who, you know, denied elections, you've got members of Congress. It, you know, it does give the little brothers out there, other heads of states, you know, kind of a little top coverage to take the same. You know, my dad or my big brother can do that. Why can't I do that? I really want to push back on this issue that Brazil is somehow looking to the United States for permission to take certain actions. We are not their big brother. Brazil is a country that is geographically as big as the United States. It's almost got as many people. They've got their own culture. They're as diverse as we are. You know, they are fully capable of making their own decisions about where to go in the world. And the idea that we are somehow influencing them indirectly when we have our various public sins on display, I think is very patronizing. I think we really need to get away from that. We need to focus on the things that are happening in Brazil. I'm a little more concerned about the leftward tilt of this government, which we're seeing in other governments in the region. Our interests are very much at risk, right? And we're seeing China exploit that. The the trading relationship between between China and these countries is expanding rapidly, while, frankly, the Biden administration is largely ignoring the region. Jamil. Les, I hear what you're saying. My my concern with what, what Jess just said is about this whole issue of right wing versus left wing, right? There have been a gazillion more, quote unquote, left wing coups around the globe, including, Les, as you point out, recently in Africa, uh, parts of the globe, that there have been right-wing coups. This whole right-wing, left-wing, that's not the right way to look at it. It's not about far right or far left. This is about throwing Demo- overthrowing democratically elected governments or attempts to do so. We had that here in the U.S. That was terrible. But just because it happens to be Jair Bolsonaro in this case and Donald Trump in the U.S., there's no connection in terms of the politics between the two. Yeah, they did get along, but I, I reject that issue altogether. Jones. I mean, let's, I mean, I have a question for you. Do you do you think that the U.S. media's focus on looking at this story through the lens of it's so similar to January 6th, it's, it's a copycat, has that foreclosed, you know, where do you see that impacting policy, though? Like, what are we ignoring? Because this story is about how many days old? So, like, how, how does that impact our U.S., poli- you know, Brazil politics? Look, this is really my criticism of the news media, which and a good portion of which wants to ascribe every evil thing that happens in the world to Donald Trump. And I am no defender of Donald Trump. He was terrible president. Uh, he, it was an embarrassment. January 6th was an abomination. Uh, he should be barred from office, in my view. But the idea that he's responsible for every bad thing that happens in the world is insane. And we've got to stop pretending that that is true. We need to see things for what they really are. Brazil is its own place. Let's talk about it intelligently and on its own terms. And let's deal with the real challenges from there, which include the leftward tilt of the new government, their embrace of China, and us really losing opportunities 
opportunities because the Biden administration, frankly, is perfectly happy to sit back and let everyone think Donald Trump is responsible for all the bad things that happen in the world. So I think it's mostly a criticism of the news media, but it's also criticism of the administration for not jumping in here and trying to make a difference in a place where, frankly, it's pretty important to us. I can't believe I say it. I'm with less. I'm with less. That's a wrap. Thanks to Brooke Aga Khan and Gabriel Otis from NSI and Claude Jennings for their help producing today's episode. Join us again on Wednesday for another great episode of Fault Lines, our podcast that gets you smart fast on the national security debates shaking up America. And if you like what you heard, please rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.